Hi, this is Naomi Ortiz. You're listening to the Kansas City Social Hour. And we are live. Well, get on with it, Live for us anyways. It's the Kansas City Social Hour. And this is Ruben Ortiz. Corey Hockler isn't in right now, but he'll be joining us in a little bit. But right now I'm super excited because I have Kip Felt from the Big Rip Brewing Company joining us today. And uh, we got some questions for him, and he's going to be talking about some brewskis, what they got going on down at Big Rip, and uh, super awesome spot, man. Uh, Totally enjoy their beers and uh, hanging out at their uh, brewery, and uh, it's just awesome to have him as a guest, and uh, we've been talking about doing this for a while now, so uh, glad to have him here, man. Hey, yeah, glad to be here. Right on. So we've started uh drinking a few beers and uh kip will definitely uh be joining us at another podcast at a later time too when he has uh, a lot more time but uh it's awesome just to have him for uh 20 or 30 minutes man and just pick his brain about uh brewing and what he's got going on down at big rip man yeah yeah and uh we were talking a little bit about uh some of our favorite styles of beer and i was talking about the kolsch that they just added to their lineup and uh it's a super uh really good refreshing beer and Corey's going to be bringing some of it uh by later on so we're going to be able to taste that and uh uh give a little review on what we think about that but i already get let the cat out of the bag i think it's really excellent and it really solidified i think the flagship that they got going on some really good beers there uh from their Killer Heffy to their uh, brown ale, uh, their uh, stout, um, the milk stout. That's another pretty popular beer that yeah. you got. Uh, Kip, why don't you talk a little bit about what you guys got going on uh, uh, brew-wise uh, down at the – or just in general with your business and how things have been going, man. Yeah, things have been going great. Um, I guess our kind of one thing is we just have a lot of variety. Um we're always switching up things. Um, the Colts, like you said, was one we want to add it to the lineup that was, as you described, just um, real refreshing, um, real crisp and clean, um, good style. One that um, is great for spring and summer, but for sure, man, I think it's one that can just be on all the time. I mean, it's it's light and crisp enough to where you could have it in the winter, fall, whenever. It's just a good beer. Um, other things that are going on. Um, Let's see, this weekend I was completing, we're doing a cinnamon roll um, porter. Oh, shoot, that with, sounds awesome. Yeah, it was with a collaboration cinnamon with roll. The, um, Screenland. Oh, okay, and we were going to talk, uh, uh, I was going to, you kind of stealing my thunder, man. Oh, cause, uh, <laughs> but that's awesome, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when I do the beer news, as I didn't, and I didn't want to give you a heads up on that, but yeah, uh, Brent Miller uh, submitted that... Uh, he wanted you to let the cat out of the bag a little bit about oh, that. So so right. we'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, awesome. I didn't know that it was a cinnamon roll uh, stout. So super pumped. You could talk a little bit about that. Uh, yep. So one of the question I had, you know, off the bat thinking about it is uh, you guys have been in business now for, what, is it a couple of years? Yeah, uh, two years in May. Two years in May. And uh, I uh, was curious as uh, what were um, – what were some of the surprises or has has there uh, been anything that you didn't anticipate going into it that uh, was maybe a pleasant surprise for you or, you know, whatever? I, I just I was just curious as to um, was it what you thought it would be being uh, starting your own brewery? Uh, no, it definitely wasn't. I wasn't prepared <laughs> for any of it. You know, going from a five gallon batch to we started two barrel. We're four barrel now, but um from going from five gallons up to, you know, 62 gallons. Wow, um, man. was a big change. Um, the scaling of the recipes wasn't too bad, but it was just the equipment. Learning and using new equipment, actually using pumps instead of siphons, um, things like that. Our, our biggest issue in the beginning, um, and some of the people that first came, like maybe our first month probably could speak to this as well, was we had some water quality issues. And water... Um, manipulation and treatment was not something that I had ever done, and um, it was just and super important, right? Yeah. It changes the whole flavor. Oh of yeah, the... man. And 
I just want to state that uh, Kip is a really cool uh, guy, and uh, I had the opportunity to hang around with them during their Halloween party, which is coming up too. Uh, yeah. You guys, you guys, I think you already have tickets on sale for uh, what's what's it called? The, um, the Ripper Fest. The Ripper Fest. It's yeah. a super fun time, and and Kip is a he's an awesome guy. That you know, uh, he's he's a, of course he loves beer, so you know it's fun to drink beers with Kip, and so that was one of the reasons why I was really excited to have him on. Is just to kind of hang out with you and. Uh, just a, a real every time you're in the brewery, uh, l- l- really happy to see you because you're such a friendly person, you know, and you, you seem so enthusiastic about what it is that you're doing. So, man, that's really cool that you're, you know, living out uh, that aspect of your dreams is like, you know, you're you're brewing and, you know, um, uh, being honest, like you're saying about, you know, what it was like going from the small batches to the bigger stuff. So I, I wish you guys all the success, man. I think it that you're a really good guy, man, and you're super fun to hang around with. And uh, so if you ever get the opportunity to go down to Big Rip and, and just want to hang out and you see Kip, man, he's a super uh, fun, uh, cool guy to talk to for sure, man. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get into a few questions that some of the uh, folks uh, had submitted. This is uh, Drew Jackson. Drew Jackson's a guy that we met at Lupulin, uh, the Four Hands Lupulin Festival. And uh, he's been uh, trading beers with us and uh, been listening to a lot of the podcasts. And he submitted this question. He said he would like to hear your opinion on the impact of late hop additions um, on on your beers in particular. And I didn't really understand the question at first. I had to have him elaborate. And so I'm going to go ahead and elaborate right now for those folks who aren't maybe don't know what Drew is talking about. He says most hops are added to the boil when making beer. And there's this movement in the past few years towards adding higher quantities of hops later in the boil or brewing process, uh, whirlpool additions, hop backs, dry hopping, etc. Do, mm-hmm. do you know what he's talking about? Okay. Yeah, yep. So hopping beers uh, just before they're ready is called dry hopping. This is normally when the aromatics come out. Some brewers do this uh, multiple dry hop additions rather than the traditional p- approach of just one. So I guess... Uh, the initial question is you just wants to hear your opinion on uh, late hop additions on your beers in particular. Okay. Um, yeah, we do a, a few late hop additions. Um, um, for our Isle 12, um, that's our um, basically our West Coast style IPA. Are you a big uh, uh, IPA fan in particular? You know, I'm, I'm not a huge, um, I guess, label myself. I'm not a hop head. Yeah. Um, I do like hops and... Um, Kind of a funny story. I never brewed, uh, brewed an IPA before we started the brewery. Um, <laughs> that's a see. That's a, again like Kip just being like super honest, you know. With the, with the, you know, he just straight up just tells you, you know, what that he hadn't been brewing. And that's one of you. Uh, when I was in there, I could. It's one of your more popular beers too, right? Your, yeah. Yeah. Isle Twelve IPA. Yeah, so yeah. Like people really dig it. So it's funny that that was your first I, IPA that you brewed, man. Yeah, we. Um, you know, we, we're really malt forward, um, although our IPAs and pales are now catching up. And um, But I'd brewed pale ales, some English styles, um, some different things um, when I was home brewing, but I'd never done like a true big IPA. Um, and before we opened, we were like, we better have one. You can't, you can't <laughs> open up a brewery without an IPA. Yeah, people, where's the IPA? <laughs> right. So um, I, I like them a lot more now. I love to brew them. They're probably one of my favorite because the grain build is so easy. Um, they're just pretty straightforward, and then you just switch the hops and you know change that out. And we've got some really good um, IPAs out there that people are coming back for. So we're we're real proud of them. Um, the Isle 12 is one that we do dry hop. Um, so after fermentation is done, we add about three pounds of um, different styles of hops and. For about a, I would say two or three weeks, that batch is just real aromatic, super aromatic. But then hops fade over time. Yeah. So, um, but we've we've also done it without the dry hopping, and you just don't get that um, all that aromatic. Um, you know the. So that's citrus. mostly the main thing about the late hopping is more more for the like smell. Yeah, for the, the yeah basically aroma. your aroma. Um, it will since your senses play together. Um, your taste and your um, sense of smell, you know, you also get flavor from it too because they go hand in hand. But um, it's mostly that that big smell, you know, in your face. And then we also do a lot of hops at the very end of the boil. 
basically what um, some brewers would call flame out. Um, I know a lot of home brewers um, use that term, and that's basically when you cut the heat, dump in your hops, and you're going to get a lot of aroma from that um, process as well. Cool, man. And so did you get, uh, did you initiate some help to do the IPA or you just kind of went off of, uh, what your thoughts were or your experience? In? Yeah, I just went off, um, my thoughts and also, you know, it's still connected uh, to a lot of home brewers and there's a, some good ones out there that I always enjoyed their IPAs. And so, you know, I just like, Hey, you know, review this recipe, you know, what do you think? You think it's going to be good? You know, so I'm always talking to other people and, you know, not always on on an island. So, um, were you part of the uh, any kind of uh, brewing communities before, or was it just like kind of friends that you had that were doing it, or were you part of any specific groups? Or I wasn't. Um, I didn't know of any. I was kind of just by myself, besides a couple other home brewers that we were friends in college, uh-huh. and we'd kind of talk. And a couple of them moved away, so I kind of just brewed by myself, um, and then. Towards the very end of like home brewing, um, kind of hooked up with the the nano brew guys. Um, they started having festivals, and at first it was at one of the guys' house, and you know, so I I <laughs> wasn't awesome, really, man. yeah, I wasn't really part of the group, but I would do the fest with them and be, and kind of got to know those guys. So um, if I if I was gonna say I was part of any kind of group, it would have been starting with. Um, just being part of those nano brew festivals in the very beginning, which yeah. would have been about maybe five, six years ago. That's awesome, like that. man. That's, yeah. that's that kicks ass. And uh, it's uh, you know, for f- brewers out there that are thinking, uh, you know, that that you have to go through this, you know, crazy, you know, trial by fire thing, and that, you know, if you're passionate about something, you're good at it, you know definitely that you should pursue it you know what i mean and or just go ahead and uh throw your hat into the ring if you really feel passionate about it and you think you know and and kip just hearing him it sounds like that's part of you know your story right there and you know kind of like this podcast too like i don't know shit about podcasting or what we're doing uh, but i didn't stop me from trying to do it and so uh and you know i never had any uh thoughts of like trying to be on the radio or anything like that but you know if you feel like doing something you're pretty good at it by all means, do it, you know, and I, I, that's what I, I think is cool about your story and what you just shared right there is that you weren't afraid to go ahead and pursue something that, you know, uh, that you obviously had talent in and uh, weren't intimidated. And it's cool to see you going through that and you're saying, like, you know, you're discovering all these things that you didn't know. You know, it's kind of like yeah. uh, uh, figuring things out as you go along, I guess, a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, with the brewery and stuff. Yeah, with Josh and I. Josh is the other guy at the Big Rip. Yeah. Um, we were both, uh, it was one of our things that were like, we're just going to be honest with people. And, you know, we're not going to lie about it and, you know, just be honest and say, yeah, we've had this issues and we're working on this. And, you know, the, the beer community is so forgiving, um, which, is, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, they're it, super cool people. And we've talked about that too, man. Uh, the beer community in Kansas City is like one of the best, or just the beer community in general, man. Just super yeah. nice, awesome people, you know. Yeah, and, that, and that you're was, in that too. You're a super nice, cool person. When we talked about you doing this, man, you were all for it, like very supportive of what we were trying to do. And you're like, yeah, if you want to try to do that, we'll do it, man. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, and you know that's what we're kind of about is you know the trying to be part of the community. And yeah, Kansas City's great. Right on, man. And um, so for sure, go ahead and and check out uh, the IPAs that they got down at Big Rip and. Uh, you you know a little bit of the backstory on that right now i have a question now from josh thomas i call josh thomas the beer ninja man because he's just uh he's crazy fanatical beer. like right. i thought i like beers like i think to my wife she thinks i'm nuts she <laughs> thinks i'm nutty you guys always take it to a another level and i like dan was on here and i said that i was beer inferior like (laughs) like i was at my beer knowledge and shit i was like inferior to all these people i talked to as far as that goes the beer because i'm just not i thought i was crazy then i talked to guys like dan simmons uh, you got you as a brewer and josh right here and no there's another level of nuttiness for sure man and uh josh is uh that's uh, scary how much beers he's had and uh how much knowledge he has about different brewers and their and the locations of them and stuff so wow. cool 
The Beer Ninja says that he was always curious about the friendly camaraderie that exists between local brewers in the same vicinity. For instance, Big Rip runs out of a certain hop and they're in a pinch and Cinderblock is stopping by an hour later with hops that they need. I don't know if that's like a story that he had. Did that really happen? Or is um, that happening? <laughs> Did you run out of hops and Cinderblock ran in and gave you some or something? Possibly. Okay. I mean, we've used them. Uh, I, I ran into Cinderblock one time and I had a... Gr- um, stole some um, growler caps you know so i mean i just walked in i was like hey i need 10 growler caps to get me through the day and the waitress went behind grabbed me a couple and you know yeah so it <laughs> happens awesome. a lot I, I have a couple weeks ago um border brewing company um i believe it was border um needed some centennial hops um i gave them an 11 pound bag um of hops and yeah they're gonna pay us back at some point has the um Hop shortage been overblown a little, or is there one? Or I've seen some different reports like there's an impending one, or but I, has it happened yet, or is it, are we in the middle? Of you one know, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't brew shit, but I always see these things like the hops is gonna run out, or there's gonna be a, the prices are gonna go up or something. Well, um, that's one thing that I wasn't prepared for when we when we started was I thought hops would be really easy, but I didn't realize that one ounce hops are easy. It's when you start getting into the pounds. Oh, okay. They, they have, like, um, contracts. We're not under any contract because every once in a while I still go to the homebrew oh, shops. Oh, man. Is that, like, okay, go ahead. Is that, well, like, a bigger, like, a, almost like a shit, man? It's not, a like, a, the bigger brewers just hogging up all the hops, is it, kind you know, of deal? I don't, I don't know if they do, but if you're on contract and, let's say, I don't know, let's say you want Cascade. <laughs> Um, so crazy. Yeah, they have different crop seasons. So the 2016 season, whatever. I guess a brewery could say, you know, we need a, a million pounds of Cascade, and they have to pay for them or sell them or something like that. I don't think I don't know of any hogging of, yeah. of hops. No, yeah, for sure. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot on that. I just find it odd, you know. And and if you if that was your intention, like you could totally like, you know, one of the bigger ones could just say, nah, we're going to do this certain style and it requires this. And it would be a big release for them. Like, yeah, okay. They're doing ultra cascades of whatever, you know, and it'd be like, dang, they, for that moment, just put a little dent in the cascade hop market or something. Yeah. I mean, mean, it's like, shit, switch up the recipe. (laughs) Hops are definitely way different than grain. I mean, you can have a problem with um, grain to where the, the crops didn't come in. Um, same with hops, but yeah, they're they're much different than buying grain from your maltster, and they go in in different contracts, and yeah, they're harder to get. Um, God, sometimes people are I, so hop crazy too, man. That's yeah. uh So yeah, he says um, it it kicks ass, but it's uh, it doesn't exist in other big competitive businesses where it's dog eat dog. And he wanted you to expand on that a little bit. Maybe talk a little bit about. Um, when is it okay to help your competition and part of the big picture, small breweries versus the big macro brews or something, or is it something else entirely? Um, let me see here. So, um, do you, uh, feel like you uh, are in competition with a lot of the small brewers in your market like that or? No, I mean, I mean, for me, um, I think we're in competition with ourselves. Um, badass. Yeah. So, I mean, Every brewery, well, why have a brewery that has the same beer? Um, so you're always trying, you want to have great beer and pe- you want people to come there, but the more breweries I feel, the better. It's going to bring more people into Kansas City. People, uh, at least maybe like the, the Beer Ninja or however you describe them, probably likes to hop around and have multiple and different styles of beer all day. No, no, that, not this guy. Uh, nah, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. He what sounds he like he's just a one beer type of guy. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. no, man, he has like these books where he keeps all the labels and stuff. And it's like, like, a like, a, like photo albums of these oh, things. Yeah. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's the beer ninja man. And, cool. uh, that's, uh, um, uh, so, how about how do you feel about the big uh, the bigger boys the macro brews and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they've paved the way for everybody else. So I think every beer has a place, and that's another you know just being honest. I mean, I get get done cutting the lawn, 
and I'm going to grab something that I just want to chug. So I'll, I'll drink. I'm not a beer snob. I'll drink just about anything. I love trying all new stuff. I'll drink old stuff. You know, I'll be honest. I, I like in the morning a good Colt 45. Badass. <laughs> and so a couple of points is like the first thing you mentioned was that you're in competition with yourself. I love that. That, you know, in my best side of myself, that's the kind of attitude I have. I think, you know, it's it's easy for me to like switch off and be like negative sometimes. So I'm not going to say like I'm this walking uh, badass when it comes to that. But uh, for sure, um, having that attitude of like, no, man, how can I make myself better? How can I improve what I have going on right here? It's not that I'm trying to be better than this person or that person, but I'm just trying to be the best version of myself that I can or make yeah. the best version of this that I can. Right. And I think this is a good time right now to do the beer news. We need you to be serious for a moment. And now, brought to you in part by the KC Social Hour, this is the beer news. Beer news, beer news, beer news. <laughs> and poor, uh, poor Kip had to experience that two times in a row, man, so... There you go. We were just talking about how that's the plug for the uh, for the beer news. It's totally awesome. Uh, that was Corey. That wasn't even me, man. I'm not going to even take credit for that. <laughs> but um, for first off on beer news, we have uh, Travel and Leisure uh, did America's top uh, 20 beer cities. All right. And uh, Kansas City came in at number two. And they mentioned uh, Big Rip and Cinderblock and... So it's pretty cool, man. I think it, you know, it was surprising to me. I don't know why it was. I mean, I think we have a pretty awesome, but damn, number two. Yeah. That's kind of wild. Yeah, I wouldn't have, I would have guessed top 10, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I was wanting us to break the top 10 when I got the list. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, come on. We got to at least hit the top 10, man. Come on. Well, it just seems But like number last, two, man. Yeah, the last couple of years, to me, three, four years ago, it was, it was Boulevard. Um, for sure and now i mean it's just maybe it's because you know it's kind of a booming market here in kansas city and things are just popping up so maybe that was one of the the factors but that's great for sure kansas city's been having this uh, epic year man in in a lot of areas yeah so uh you know with the development you know the um the royals going to the world series uh songs on the radio uh you know the performing arts center the revamp of both stadiums you know spending 112 million dollars uh there's a lot of development going on downtown new businesses the boom in the brewing so yeah man kansas city as a whole has been experiencing like some really cool um growth and awesome shit going on it's really fun to be uh in kansas city i think in this in google fiber coming to a lot of the neighborhoods that's huge shit man i can't wait for them to come over here we really need it with this podcast and trying to do videos and all that shit we could definitely use the fiber and i know i've been waiting and they ran into a few issues coming in but that's just another thing that um is happening in kansas city that you just see a lot of cool shit happening around the city so yeah, i think this is just another thing that's part of it you know what i mean so for yeah. sure that's uh you know tremendous man really awesome so good to see i would read some of the stuff on there but when i opened up the website it was started playing like this music and this video and um it was just distracting and even though it wouldn't probably come out on the recording it was just like in uh, kip and i's ears so right but yeah if you check it out it's uh travelandleisure.com america's best uh, beer cities and they have kansas city at number two and number one was like uh was it portland oregon i think about right yeah which that one um but you know you're above cities like denver and uh yeah what's the carolina Asheville? that's a big place yeah to where they have a brewery like every block you know denver, yeah whatever yeah for sure and it's so uh, yeah cool. it was surprising but at the same time not because i think the qualities of beer are fantastic there's some really good shit going on here it's just cool that um people are recognizing it outside of the city which isn't always the case so sometimes you you might have a pocket of like, well, we have a pretty good beer scene here. Even you know, St. Louis too. You know that. Oh yeah. Uh, you would think, uh, well, nope, Kansas City's number two on nice. this list. <laughs> yeah. And you know those lists are all subjective, and you know, um, 
for whatever. But still, it's pretty cool to, like he said, even break the top ten and be that high up was pretty awesome to see. The other thing that I wanted to get into was uh, Brent Miller. Uh, he right. wanted me to ask you, and maybe you could elaborate a little bit on this, is uh, letting the cat out of the bag about a collaboration beer with Screenland Armor. It's always cool, and I think we're going to keep seeing this kind of trend is uh, these collaborations with, um, you know, different brewers around the area and different businesses and things like that. So what's going on with you and Screenland Armor, man? All right. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll let the cat out of the bag. Uh, I, think it, I think their fest is next week, like the 22nd, so starting next week. That's um, uh, Arts and Crafts? Yeah. Beer, okay, yep. beer. Okay. And I'll kind of I'll come and tell you how it went down, how we decided what we were going to do. Um, we were at our 4th of July um, party, mm-hmm. and um, Brent and Adam, uh, those are the guys with Screenland. Maybe they'll come on to your podcast sometime. For sure, and we have plans of uh, doing spot. something. Yeah, with, uh, you know, whether it is uh, doing a video with them and showing their spot, or for sure would definitely welcome them to the podcast, you know, for sure. I'm sure those those uh, make for some really interesting conversations, so yeah. Yeah, so we were talking out in the parking lot, and I think maybe Brent had said, how about a French toast beer? And we're like, oh, man, that sounds good. And then Adam, Adam said, how about Were a you guys beer? high at that time? Or uh, no, no, no. How no. about a French toast beer, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was joking, nope. man. No, <laughs> no, no, no um, we were not. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then Adam was like, what about a cinnamon roll? So you guys were stoned? No, no I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I didn't believe it. I was joking at first, but then when you went from French toast to cinnamon roll, bro, you guys were just no, I was right. joking. Yeah, some, that's the shit I would say if I was stoned on a some, beer, though. No, I'm just something kidding. Something was going on, and I, I don't mean to uh, mess. It. I really think it's awesome that you guys take like risks like that yeah. on with it because I think there should be more of that. You know, a lot of the breweries that we see, so not knocking anybody. I was, it's, but you know, you see the standard list and it. Some people are afraid to deviate from that and, and create some cool yeah. shit, and you guys haven't been in that camp. And I I think it's good for, you know, for everyone as a whole to have people that are taking risks like that. So it's cool that you'd even entertain flavors like a French toast beer or a cinnamon roll. I'm sorry, I mean, it's no. still your thunder. Go ahead and finish no, talking no. about it. I just no, want to mention that it's cool that you even considered doing that kind of shit. That's awesome. Right. So we were, we were just talking, and ended up we are going to do a porter, um, which... You know, hopefully, I think I think with the flavors and everything, it'll be a dessert beer. It'll be good. I think maybe more towards the winter, we'll probably bring it out again, um, if it's if it's a good one and people like it. But basically, yeah, we decided on a cinnamon roll porter, and you know, it's got um, dark brown sugar, um, molasses, cinnamon, vanilla. Um, when I brewed it, it, tasted just like a cinnamon roll. Smelled like it. It was just crazy. <laughs> Um, through fermentation, That's so awesome, man. Through fermentation, it ate a lot of those sugars. So in secondary, and this kind of goes, you know, that's like the molasses just gets chewed up in yeah, there, right? Yeah. So we're adding more additions into secondary to bring up those flavors and the sweetness. Because if you say it's a cinnamon roll, you know, yeah, you, you need to have that sweetness. So it's definitely going to be a little bit of a dessert, but you know, hopefully the flavors will be there for everybody, and that should be released this week. Um, oh, you're, it's that quickly? It's coming out this week, man? Yeah, I just did some alter, um, some additions Holy um, crap. yesterday. I um, thought I was going to have time for this. To, um, I can always save no, you some. No, <laughs> yeah. but no for sure batch. I'm going to get out there. So what yeah. is it? The, okay, so this is coming out this week, you said? Yeah, this week. Um, it'll be at the Arts and Crafts. Uh, oh, you're debuting it over there at yeah. the Arts and Crafts um, deal. Yeah, unless for some reason they decide, all right, we're going to hold it off for another weekend. But yeah. that was the plan. Um, so will it, will it be gone at that festival then? No, no. We're going to have it on tap at our place. We've got probably finished product over three barrels of it. Uh-huh. So that usually lasts three, four weeks. Okay. So we'll, we'll have it. And then if it is a, a success... Um, We'll probably bring them back in the the winter with our oatmeal raisin cookie. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably. And I've had both those, man. The raisin cookie and I, oh, and the other one that I had that's kind of a dessert beer similar is the cheesecake one, which is really weird how you nailed that one, man. Because I was wondering at the time, I was skeptical, wasn't sure, 
and you did so now i'm uh in the camp that i think you guys can do whatever you want so i'm sure you're gonna pull off the porter cinnamon roll for sure (laughs) and another reason to go to the that the the arts and crafts beer festival man is to try some of that stuff yeah yeah and i don't think they have they told people have you guys been telling people that that's gonna Uh, we've been i haven't heard about that we've been advertising it um in our um tap room um for brent and adam uh, you know i'm not sure i haven't been there for a couple weeks but i'm sure they are in some way or another yeah but for sure i'll post it on this on when i post up the link i'm gonna put that uh that beer is gonna be down at the arts and crafts and at your guys spot uh in the next week yeah so yeah and i'm sure people will be excited to check it out i know Corey and i will probably head down and have some of that man so cool well right at that uh halfway mark and uh i really appreciate you coming out man i know that you had some uh stuff that you need to take care of so man i appreciate you coming down like when we have more time we'll do a full hour and definitely uh definitely have some more brews but hey kip man it's been awesome man and i wish you guys uh continued success and super glad pumped to go be visiting you guys again uh here soon and grabbing a brew from the big rip brewing company is there anything that you wanted to say to anyone out there or no say? i mean Thanks to Kansas City. Um, For sure. That's the that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, without drinkers and supporters, you know, it, it's been a it's been great. And everybody should also, if you get a chance and you get asked, come come see the studio here for the KC oh yeah that's right if you guys yeah for sure if you guys have a chance to come out here or you guys are promoting something for sure our doors open and uh yeah if you guys uh support you know if you like the beers and if you try them you know keep going back you know and and drinking some of the because you know Kip's got something new going on all the time man from where it'd be a nice sessionable coast to a cinnamon roll porter man you know you never know what you're gonna find so for sure stop in and check these guys out if you're in the area this next week or you're going to the crafts festival holler at kip and uh, they're always brewing some really good shit man and uh we'll talk to you guys uh we'll be right back here with Corey here in a minute but uh we're gonna sign off with kip right now and we are back fishes see i didn't even cuss i could have cussed right there but i didn't but i'll give you another 30 seconds okay well uh one cool thing is that uh this is the first time i've had Corey back on the podcast for about uh an hour and a half of the casey social right (laughs) (laughs) so he's been gone only for an hour and a half but it feels like i was suspended for 90 minutes for violation (laughs) of team rules so yeah he had to sit out he was on timeout no man it's weird because I'm pretty badass doing the podcast solo. Like you are. I must admit, you I mean, are. no. But it didn't feel. It, I got used to you being there, and it felt weird, even when Kip and it, and Kip is super cool. But you, I already you, feel you, more comfortable now, and I think I would have screwed with him more. I get too serious when you when you're not there. I don't joke around and fuck around as much. You're not gonna say I can't quit you, right? Cause and I cuss in like thirty minutes, uncomfortable. thirty seconds. Yeah, I already cussed. Yeah, I would. No one had any doubt. No, I'm Everybody sure. Everybody at home shocked. started their stopwatch and go, "There, that's not Reuben." <laughs> but so, this is the—I think this is the most sober you've ever done a podcast, right? The last two, man. It's because uh, Kip came and we right away had to get on because he had to go do something. We're definitely going to have him back on, but you know, typically what we'll do is we'll hang out and drink some beers, which maybe isn't the best idea. For it's a podcast, but it's the I, best it idea the best, for me. It's the best idea for our podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it would have been awesome to, and he still, we still had a couple of beers, but typically it's more than just a couple, and we're 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 chilling and we're but trying in, out all kinds of new stuff, new cool stuff. But in honor of Kip, we're we're drinking some Kolsch. Some Kolsch, which man, nice. Oh, I love this beer. Well, I, I, you see, I got the I got the the small uh, growler fills. That, what's that? Thirty two ounces. Yeah, he's got one of the little. Um, they look like medicine bottles, old school medicine bottles. Um, thirty two ounces, thirty two OZs. Because yeah. I, I went on Friday, got one of those, and then Friday I also ounce. got a regular growler fill of Heffy the Killer. Heffy the Killer is one of the classic. Um, it's so good. Are, it's so good. Yeah. I had a, my neighbor came over to watch the Royals, and we finished that shit. And, and it gets you hammered. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> you drink it fast and it's got what, like seven? Is it seven? I so, I think so. Yeah, whatever it is, it's it's good. Seven percent ABV, ABV heffy. Nice, man. The cherry heffy though. Damn, that's the yeah. That's the alcoholico that you always tell me. That's the alcoholic in me, man. That likes the cherry <laughs> heffy in large amounts. I just you, sit you there like by myself. You like all alcohol in large amounts. My so in, in to you. My precious. No, but I love their stuff, man. And uh, he was just talking about so. For sure, what are your thoughts on this Kolsch right here? And then I'll get into what he was talking it's about. Just, it is so good. As on a hot day like today, <sighs> it's just a cool, refreshing beer. Nothing complicated. There's not, you're not, there's not all these flavor profiles. It just tastes good and refreshing. Just something that's nice to drink. Very easy drinking. Man, it is. It's way uh, better Way better than the Shafley Kolsch that everybody says is oh. so good. You don't know you didn't. Yes, I did. Uh-uh, no, you didn't. Uh-huh. Dude, uh, we had that shit on tap in St. Louis, and I was like, really? This is the best yeah. of the best? And I forgot that I had had it. See, I just said earlier to Kip that I was comparing his to the Schlafly Colts because Dan was on, and Dan told me, you know, you got to try the Schlafly Colts. You know, so yeah. I heard that before. So it's kind of like a staple Kolsch to compare other Kolsches by. And the other one wasn't bad. This one just, I don't know, just almost like maybe a little cleaner. And that's, I don't know, just seems more refreshing. Are you saying the one's dirty? Everything in St. Louis is dirty. <laughs> Burn. It's the Kansas City. It's not the St. Louis social hour. I know. That's why we're dissing on St. Louis, <laughs> no, stupid. No, we're not. No, and, uh. But and so I was telling him I compared his to I compared his to theirs, yours, uh-huh. and um, I I dig this one more. Damn it! And I gotta quit saying um so much. Anyways, I got rid of my squeaky chair today. I noticed throw, that a lot on the last podcast. Did you throw it out or did you get some WD forty? No, it's more comfy than this. I have a folding chair right now, so I'm suffering for. Our listeners' sake, maybe which I often build do. A, maybe you should build yourself like a throne chair. I eventually, if we got some sponsors, hashtag call us, please. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna nail some shit. Kip was just here. Yeah, I offered him. I I made a fucking offer to him. I said, look, bro, break down with some cast, bitch. And I said it just like that, and I intimidated him. He gave and me it's five gonna bucks. happen. He gave you five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we would so, take free beer. Just FYI. Yeah. Well, and that's cool to mention that uh, Grant. I don't know what Grant's last name is right now. I, I'll post it here okay. shortly. I just we're so cool. I just know him as Grant or G as G, I call G him. G Money, G Moody. No, just G. Yo G. That's how I call, when I when I call him. Yo G. From tall grass B. Sometimes it's B. Love that tall grass. So they're gonna be Grant. He's uh, uh works down at tall grass as a, he's their marketing rep here in Kansas City. We're gonna be tasting some. Had some ginger peach saison last night. What do you think of that one? Yeah, that's it's delicious. See, and I'm not a ginger. You're dude. not a ginger guy, but I I like it. Like I, I've been with redheads, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That was a bad joke. <laughs> wow. No, I haven't. Dude, we don't want the podcast to go there, do we? <laughs> no, but I thought that, but when you said that, no, not, I just. Because I said ginger and you thought yeah, of redheads. Yeah, yeah. You're an idiot. But I. <laughs> but the, uh, the Halcyon weed, I had that too this, this week. So you just, well, so you, the ginger peach is good. Yeah. I love okay, it. I had the ginger rattler because I got a bunch of cans. We just got back from yeah, the lake. Ginger lemon rattler's yummy. You don't like it? Nah. nah What'd you man. do with the cans? I other people drank them, so I know that yeah. people like them. Yeah. Uh, it's me. It's just a ginger preference. No, and um, um, with the with the tall grass stuff, the Halcyon wheat is on sale at Lucas Liquor, six bucks a four pack. Wow. And that's probably... Uh, and those are the 16 ounces, so... And go get you some wheat. That's good stuff. And uh, I'm super pumped about the four-pack they're going to come out with. Wooden Rooster. The eight, is it a four-pack or an eight-pack? I thought there were four-packs. I don't know. Okay. 
Well, whatever it is, I thought it was an eight pack, but yeah, I'm that really should be excited. coming out this week, I think. Talk to G Money. G Money will let us in on the deal. I, you know what? And I emailed him. G Money. Hopefully, just he'll to... respond and let me know the four one one on that. See, look, I'm down with all the lingo, bro. G Money B four one one. The four one one. It's like it's 1995. I'm well, to the job. When are we going to go see Straight Outta Compton speaking? That's of, cool. Uh, I'm down 80s. to do that. You know what? And uh, there's one song on there uh-huh. on the the Dre album. I told you it wasn't that good. If you guys haven't got the new Dre album, that's uh, inspired the movie inspired Dre to do another, which everyone had been waiting yeah, for. Yeah, inspired Dre. I think millions and millions of dollars inspired Dre. <laughs> well, no, because dude, I, gar- I guarantee you that in his contract, when he sold Beats for two million dollars or whatever the fuck he sold it for, Apple said uh, you got to put out two albums or something. I don't know. I don't, I, know. It, I don't think because because I don't think that uh, he barely raps on it. Yeah, but okay. Here's the thing. Uh, I don't think Dre's inspired too much in releasing his albums by the money at this point. Because he makes so much more money, like you said, doing other shit. 200 million, man. There's nothing he can... Shit, man. You you can't come close to making that much money selling albums. No. That's like legit. So his inspiration has to come from something else. I do think he was inspired by that movie. Dude, think about that. He's alive, and they're making a movie of his life. He fucking, that's, who gets to see, like, Frank Sinatra wasn't seeing a movie of his life. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But is it You're this story, guy from this place. It's the story place. of all four of them. Yeah, but it's the story of his life, too, you know? I mean, he's a, they, it's amazing. I don't even know what that must feel like to, to say, like, to be such an influential group that, they're gonna make a movie about you while you're still, you know, in, you know, you're, you're still. He's only fifty years old. Yeah. And there's a movie about you, your, you know, this part of your life when you're a young man. And he, that's what he claims is in, inspiration. And the album is overproduced. It's not that good. <laughs> After I build him up, no, but in comparison to his other two albums that he yeah. released, now there's one song on there. It's called uh, One Shot, One Kill or something, I believe. And it has Snoop on there. Whoo, boy. Oh, my God. And Snoop isn't in his usual, um, like, like, he's not, like, uh, he's not rapping smooth. He's just straight up uh, hardcore. And the beat is moving really, oh, my God, it's tremendous, man. It's like a song you could work out to. You just want to work out, run to it, whatever. That song, it had the album started with the intro, and then they dropped one shot, one kill, and it kept that momentum throughout the whole damn album. Oh, my God. It would have been the chronic, you know, the next uh, whatever, his detox album. But instead, it's, you know, much more nuanced and overproduced probably. He's a musical, he's, he's, he's a musical genius, and it's prevalent. But sometimes you can get lost in all that shit. You know what I mean? So I just think that uh, it was a little bit of a letdown as far as uh, what I was anticipating. But I'm down to watch the movie, though. No, I'm, it's going to be good. <sighs> Straight out of Kaufman. That's right. Uh, what uh. about that? I was there last Ooh. night. Oh, yeah, man. What do you? Th- uh, how many people were out there? A lot. <laughs> It was a sellout. Over thirty thousand. Over way over thirty. Think 000. about that shit, man. We're thirty thousand people consistently going down to the K. What happens crazy, when you man. win? People show up. It, it's, it's you magic. build it, and they will come. Day win, more. and they will show up. Man. And then after that, I went barbecuing. Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys have uh, some pork or? No. Bacon wraps? No, no bacon wraps. <laughs> Casey Kosher Barbecue. By the way, huh? Yeah. No, well, you're going to be on, you're, I'm going to fucking make you be on a team next year. No, I would love it, man. Okay, but you never asked me, so well, whatever. I, I just asked you live on air. I'm going to ask you, uh, Fernando, Abraham, my brother in law, and Nick. We got to call ourselves like the. Well, we got to think of something good. The Yonkapuras. Nah. No. Yeah. The we gotta just think, just think about. It. We don't. Have to, I don't think no, you want to listen no, to ten minutes right of coming Straight up with out names. Straight out of Kaufman. Yeah. No one's ever used that shit. No. 
Um, the smoke shows. Oh, the smoke shows. I don't like that. It's good, but it doesn't fit. I wanted something to be more... Um, the big smoke show. <laughs> the really big smoke show. Now, the I wanted, ginormous. I wanted something to be that encompasses all, all that we are. Yeah. Since we're a pretty diverse group. Yeah. Well, the the running theme would be Latino shit, right? Yeah, but but my brother-in-law and Nick are white, so... Fuckers, And he's man. Irish. Oh, oh man. come on. Damn. Well, then we can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just joking. I, I, I like Irish. And then you have to come a... up with a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to encompass all those things. <laughs> I don't know. That's some shit. Well, Maybe you know, put them in a meat gr- Put it like all the flags in a meat grinder. Yep. Oh, oh have, that's um, funny, dude. Like and the, then just have like well, a big piece of bacon coming out the other end. No. <laughs> Brisket. <laughs> Holy shit. I can't say that. Damn it. We'll, we'll say that after. Okay. Like when I... When I yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't be... Yeah. But I'm getting pumped about it. Yeah, I could tell. Um... Dude, uh, we only have like uh, 14 minutes left. What okay. do you want to talk about? Hey, yeah, um, are you going to art, any beer festivals? Are you going to the craft thing? Or? No, that's not. I would have really liked to have went to that one. Gone. Next weekend? <laughs> Shit. He's always <laughs> correcting me with that, and I still haven't learned, man. No, and I don't stop correcting him. I tried a few times. Uh-huh. Do you see I've sprinkled in Gons? Yes. All right, I'm going to get it. And you just, they're like, eh, don't, don't really feel like. Putting in the whole, whole time and effort. I um, so you you ain't got nothing beer wise going on right now. No, just got a beer package for Matt and need to start drinking that shit. Yeah, I gotta put one. We gotta put. I got a couple of beers for Drew, but we definitely gotta put something together. Or see, or if you have anything to contribute, let me know. So yeah, maybe the Delilah, the mothers. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, I'll try that one. Okay. And uh, sending him some calling. He doesn't get the calling. He likes that one. Digs it. So you don't have the calling down there. No. He yeah. tried it on draft, but I don't. I don't know. Have you uh, sent him wooden rooster? Yeah. Yeah, we sent him that. Okay. Maybe some of that ginger peach. Yeah, we're not sending him that. Oh, I'll ask you don't him. like it. I'm not big on... I t- that's why I said I don't like ginger, man. It's a superfood, too. Ginger's supposed to be really good for you. Hey, there was a... I wanted to mention something. If if uh, anyone's... T- we're super fucking boring right now. I guess. <laughs> hey, he turned it off right after Kip signed off, man. I don't know what... I guess we turned it off, too. Is that book next to you? What book? The Bullet the Hometown Beer? Hometown Beer. Who's it written by? Do a little synopsis, a little whatever, so people can know that that book's out there. You guys might already know this, but for all my beer geeks out there, I found a really cool book at the it's, library. It's by H. James Maxwell and Bob Sullivan Jr. And I guess it's And it's about, called. It's called Hometown Brew. You guys, check this book Are out. Are we really doing a fucking book review? No, no, I'm just telling people don't, to pick what it about, up. Don't we have your wacky segments, like Today in the News or something? We already did beer news and. Well, you didn't one? like the the well. What do you, you didn't like the new segment. Remember? No, I I said we needed no, better you, story. You it. No, I said it was fine. We just need a better story. Well, you just fuck, fuck it. You. Well, give me a story then. It's in the news. Let's talk about it. The, man, the best story is is Geno Smith getting his jaw broken. And That's we're the gonna, best story. So Geno Smith and Corey's arguing with me on this, but the dude owed him money. He didn't necessarily owe him money. He, Geno Smith was the quarterback. He was supposed to go to uh, IK's camp, and he ended up having a death in the family and didn't show, and supposedly... So then you owe the money for the ticket. Do you? Yes. If I... Are these millionaires fighting over 600 fucking dollars to the point where you break a dude's jaw? Have you seen Broke? Yes. The documentary? Yes. Okay. 30 for 30. All right. I don't know what my point was. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That's, that was awesome. Wait, 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 wait well, to further I'm the conversation. Some of these dudes are like 
overextended, especially if you're what was he a first string linebacker or was he second string or third? What was this? No, guy? he's he was playing, but but regardless, you don't have Geno Smith money. Geno Smith needs to pay his fucking bills. But regardless, regardless of of whether he has the money or not, punching him in the face. Yeah, you can't punch your quarterback. You man. can't do that. That, that. Yeah, and they fired him, right? Yeah, he got released, but don't worry, Buffalo picked him up. Booyah! So Buffalo's going to play whoosh, them. Whoosh. Oh, you like Buffalo? Man? No, I just think it's funny as fuck that somebody else picked him up. Yeah, well, it, assholes. And the head coach of Buffalo is... That was between G- Geno and the linebacker, bitch. Is the is the former head coach of the Jets, Rex Ryan, so... Oh, my God, he's such a ham. Did he do it just for the attention? Probably. <laughs> Well, See, it was good play. until you the guy, said that. You know, the guy was going to make the roster, and he will play. So well, he was probably good then, man. Well, he knocked the shit out of Gino. Well, Gino he can thinks he's good. Punch. <laughs> That's all we know. He can punch like a beast. Broke his jaw in two places. Oh, get it! I've had my jaw broke. Shit is major painful. It swells up. You look ridiculous. Well, you look like he, a pit bull. A big old fat jaw. Fat jaw and uh, squared off ears. You can't open your mouth. Oh, God, it's so painful. I never had it set. My jaw still clicks. You guys could probably hear it on the air hook. No one can hear it. Wait, then what are you clicking your jaw for? Why don't uh, you get a yeah. fix? Get a reset. Well, um, well I was poor at the time. No, but now, <laughs> we didn't have Obamacare at the time. <laughs> but now, wouldn't you have to get it? Would they, have, would they have to re-break it? From what I heard, yeah. The way to is it um, they would have to... Basically, take a hammer to my jaw or call in a linebacker to cold cock me. And then they would set it in place afterwards. And they're not even sure that would work. Yeah. But one of the things about my jaw clicking, they say, is that I could develop arthritis there. And so I'm going to be an old man with jaw arthritis. And, and communicate with the aliens? I will be able to pick up some strange signals, okay. which I think I already do. Okay. I talk to aliens all the time. They just happen to be family members. <laughs> Not funny, but um, no. As, we're as y'all here know, way as, before anyone else. As as y'all know, we're, we we record uh, Sunday nights, and and the Royals are playing. And I was hoping, I was hoping that Ruben would let, leave the TV on. You have while, eight while, minutes. While while we did the podcast, he'd leave it on, and you know, watch it. Put it on mute because we're not animals. And kind of just, you know, do the podcast <laughs> while listening to the Royals, but no. Fuck no, bro. You no. owe it to the people to concentrate on my voice and what I'm saying. Well, you, you ain't owe saying that shit. Dude, you, I, you got seven minutes to fucking get something going. Is it? Is this, I, I thought my arthritis discussion of my jaw was interesting. To whom? Well, what about the story of how I got my jaw broke? That's probably a good story. Okay. So I was at this bar. It was called the um, Boot Scooters. Boot it was one scooters? of the first time I was ever allowed in a bar. I, had just, I was just 21. So I was at Boot Scooters, and Boot Scooters had a uh, saddle that was made out of rhinestones. Mm-hmm. So they had a, a disco ball saddle mm-hmm. that would just twirl around, and they would play country music, and I was blitzed out of my mind. And they shouldn't. A, this is the exact reason why you have to be 21 years old to go into a bar because you just shouldn't be in a bar with these old animals. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like you're too young. I was just a fresh-faced flower, basically, <laughs> taken advantage of by these older drunken women. So I'm dancing with this girl, and I clearly offended this dude. And uh, I don't know what I did, but I I was with Dave too. And I walked up and I told uh, the guy, I go, hey, Dave, man. Dave, that, that's your cue now. Uh, <laughs> you've, uh, Ruben is giving you he carte blanche to, this. To, to share the story. And maybe we can find out and have Ruben tell us next week. Yeah, after talking to Dave, maybe I did deserve to get punched in the face. I was so hammered. So I told the guy, he's like, what, you, you got a fucking problem, man? What's the hassle, man? <laughs> I didn't say that. I was just like, hey, man, what's the, like, and he's, he goes, get the F out of my face. I'm not going to say the word because, you know. You're not cursing No, I'm not. It's bullshit. Would have been awesome if he would have actually said, get the F out. Yeah, well, he didn't. It was much harsher. So he tells me that and I go, God damn it. So I go, I'm leaving. 
this guy, I can't even fight. This guy's going to kick my ass. Yeah. So I go out, and I'm leaving with this lady that was helping me. She was trying to help me in my car. She's a very sweet lady. Uh-huh. And uh, when I, I get, oh, we, we get to her car, and I feel something on my shoulder, I turn around, and the dude just fucking lays it Ooh. on me. And, and he hit me right in the nose, and my fucking nose exploded. Ugh. It exploded onto a windshield, like, whoosh, like, like splattered. Oh, my God. He just broke the shit out of my nose. So that was the first thing that happened. I got my nose broken. Then I said, oh, screw this. I'm going to defend myself. I took a swing, and I was so drunk that I landed on the floor. <laughs> and when I landed on the floor... He proceeded to kick me in the jaw. Ooh. And I was slack-jawed, you know, like, uh, mouth open. Boom. Broke my jaw. Damn. So I got my nose and my jaw broken. So yeah. the moral of the story is don't dance with a girl that has don't a boyfriend. Don't be going to bars when you're 21. <laughs> you're not ready. You're not ready. And, I, you know, he was such an angry asshole now in retrospect, you know. I did get in. I had these rings on. I had these gaudy rings on. And uh, they were kind of chunky, and uh, I finally got my wits about me, and I was able to hit him a few times in the face, and I cut his face, and he freaked out. His, he was bleeding from his face, and he was like, oh, my God, like he was freaking out. And he was sober, and I was dead drunk. I mean, he, it was, he took advantage of me, and the next day I, I was working at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I went into work, and I kept having to hear that I had to go and beat up to work. When you break your nose, you get black eyes. Yes. So I had two fucking black eyes, a broken nose, and a broken jaw. And this girl kept saying, man, that guy must have really known how to fight. And she kept saying it, and uh, you know, your ego, your pride when you're a kid, you're like, god damn it. He did not know how to fucking fight. He was an asshole who t- clearly took advantage of me. I was taken advantage of. <laughs> okay. Is and there she's over there praising his share? fighting prowess. Stupid bitch. Easy, easy. Take a deep breath. So, um, they had a uh, big green egg on display. What? At the at the barbecue. Uh huh. And I got to cook on one. That's oh, oh, okay. Big green egg. Yeah, yeah. Those are. Those, uh, yeah, I was always curious about those, man. They're fucking badass. You have three minutes to describe it. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's fifty-seven, big. and then you can watch the game. Yeah, it's green. No, it. No, it, to you describe. Your experience with the egg. No, it, well, you, once you set the temperature, you just kind of close the valve on the bottom most of the way and then kind of work on the top. And that shit locks in that temp solid. And you don't get any hot spots. Badass, it's, man. The only thing is that shit's 900 bucks. <laughs> and you can't, Other than that, it's other than fantastic. That, and what's fucked up is it's nine hundred bucks, but it doesn't even come with like all the parts. You because you either have to have a table to put it in, or you have to get the leg attachment, which is like another hundred fifty bucks. That's a perfect example of like how much cool shit there is if you have the money for it. Like like Yeti coolers fall into the egg thing, you know, like. It's totally awesome to have a cooler that the ice lasts all fucking weekend. You know what I mean? But then again, you're like, do I really need the cooler? A $500 fucking cooler? That's crazy. Yeah. But if you're camping and you're fucking out there and the ice is still there, you know, after a couple of days, you're like, damn, this shit's pretty money. That's some fucking long ass camping. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Corey. You have to fucking. Get ready. You're going to have to start doing it, man. What, camping? Yeah. Why? Because kids like camping, man. Kids that's like camping, man. That's what you like that, ice cream. That's what, that's what Boy Scouts are for. <laughs> you pay them to do, You don't want those guys taking your kids out there. Yeah, no, Just kidding. That's <laughs> so wrong, bad. Bro. Oh, that's so God. racist. I know. That's so bad. But it was true. It's weird. It's a bunch of dudes wanting to go camping with your kids and shit. No. Boy Scouts of America. Whatever. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Be a dick. <laughs> Trying to be nice. <laughs> nah, man, but uh, we only have a minute left. Uh, I appreciate, you know, uh, Kip coming in, and we're definitely going to have him back on. And like I was saying, I'm still, I'm, I've hogged up all the Kolsch at this point. It's all on my yeah, side. Yeah, he keeps saying, me, he moved it even fucking closer. <laughs> it's impossible for me to reach. I'm I really dig that beer. I'm into real easy going beers, at, uh, and it's a cool, refreshing, nice beer. 
fresh beer for my my horses, my men and my horses. And and don't forget, people. Once the next time we do a podcast, well, the whole gang will be here, so we'll have a little bit better flow. Hopefully, Reuben will have some news stories for us that I can vet prior to, or if he has like a new segment that he wants to add, by all means. Well, welcome back, Corey. And now you. you can also say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. <laughs>